0: The spendthrift trust and IRS trust fraud. If you're looking at uh, any kind of a trust, I'm sure that uh, sometime you've uh, thought to yourself, well, what is it that I fear most when I'm looking at doing something differently? What is it that I fear? Now, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> after been doing this for quite a while, most people are scared to death of an audit or even worse, they're afraid of having the IRS show up their door at three in the morning and haul them off to jail. So we're gonna talk about that right now and show you how this trust is not at all illegal or a scam trust, as they say. But first of all, before I get into this, I have to do a disclaimer and state that I am not a licensed tax or legal advisor. I don't give tax, legal, or accounting advice, This material has been prepared for informational purposes only, and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. So let me introduce myself. My name is Don Thornton. I have been a real estate investor in Florida for 21 years. I'm also a senior trust specialist, and I own a trust. So as i said in the introduction uh the irs at irs.gov has a page on its website that specifically covers trust fraud and in my experience that's the first thing people do when they hear about the trust they go there uh and rightly so because they're Concerned that they want to make sure they don't get involved in some scam, and I get that. And unfortunately, a lot of people think that they don't know much about the non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift through trust, so they tend to get a little nervous. So my mission, our mission here, is to provide you with a hundred percent clarification of the legality of this trust. We are a hundred percent transparent, transparent in all things, and we're going to head, educate you the, on the one hundred percent legal strategies to reduce taxes. So why don't we just dive in, shall we? Okay, so this, I'm going to go in order of how these appear in the IRS website. So this says on the website, grantors may be treated as owners of trust. The grantor trust rules provide that if the owner of the property transferred to a trust retains an economic interest in or control over it, the owner is treated for income tax purposes as the owner of the trust property. Thus, all transactions by the trust are treated as transactions of the owner okay so that is not applied to this trust because this is a non grantor trust and you know the grantor of the trust is called a settler. that person creates the trust you know gets the registers the EIN number under their social and then they appoint you as the trustee after the trust is already formed, they resign, and any property or assets you sell to the trust are sold irrevocably to them. So you, the trust owns them. You no longer own them. So that does not, you know, jibe with what the IRS is saying on a grantor trust. So taxation of non-grantor trust. If the trust is not a sham and is not a grantor trust. The trust income reduced by amounts distributed to beneficiaries is taxable. The trust must obtain a taxpayer identification number and file annual returns reporting its income. The trust must report distributions to beneficiaries on on forms K-1, and the beneficiary must include the distributed income on, on the beneficiary's tax return. Okay, so here's the deal. Our trust does have an EIN number. It does file a, a, a 1041 return every year, and it is 100% compliant with the IRS code 643B. So I'm going to read you 643B and how it re- refers to income. This is very important to understand. This is a very specialized trust, and it is compliant with this part of the tax code. So for the purpose of this subpart and subparts B, C, and D, the term income when not preceded by the words taxable, distributable net Undistributed net or gross means the amount of income of the estate or trust for the taxable year determined under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law. That means that basically the local law and the trust language itself, is that's how, it's, that's how income is determined. Items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends Or taxable stock dividends, which the fiduciary or the trustee acting in good faith determines to be allocable to corpus under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law, shall not be considered income. All right, that's very important. So, how does that deal with this trust? So, the income, all income is allocated to the corpus of the trust, and the trust is not required to distribute to beneficiaries. This is part of IRS Code 643B. You, the fiduciary, when the money is in, and of course you take you take um, note of whatever uh, income comes into the trust, you take note of whatever expenses are paid by the trust, but ultimately you're going to declare every single penny that comes in the trust as passive income to be an extraordinary dividend. And by what we just read in IRS, IRS Code Six Forty Three B, by declaring it an extraordinary dividend, it is not considered income, and if it's not income, it's not taxable. Okay, so again. No distrib- you know, but if you do distribute, you can do it if you want to, but if, the, if you do distribute to the beneficiaries, it'll be a taxable event for them, not for the trust. That's you know, something you need to understand, okay? Next, moving on. Transfers to trust may be subject to estate and gift taxes. Transfers to a trust may be recognized as completed gifts for federal gift tax purposes. Further, whether or not the gift tax applies, if the transfer retains until death the use of, enjoyment of, or income from the property placed to the trust, the property will be subject to federal estate tax when the transfer dies. All right. Well, you with know, this trust, you know, these, these uh, assets are sold irrevocably to the trust. They're not gifted. They are sold at whatever ac- acquisition price that they were uh, originally attained at. They remain inside the corpus of the trust. They are owned by the trust. They are never distributed. They're never moved out. And so, therefore, when the when the trustee uh, dies or is incapacitated, then the new trustee takes over, and they're not subject to any estate taxes. Okay, personal expenses are generally not deductible. Personal expenses, such as those for home maintenance, education, personal travel are not deductible unless expressly authorized by the tax laws. These courts, the courts have consistently held that non-deductible personal expenses cannot be transformed into deductible expenses by the use of trust. Furthermore, the costs of creating these trusts are not deductible. See these case law. Okay. Now, as far as this, it has to do with our trust, um, you're right. I mean, the, you, personal expenses are not trust expenses for the most part. For example, food, fun, and fashion are not trust expenses. However, if you have a minor beneficiary or someone who's emotionally, physically, or, uh, well, challenged in any way, I mean, they, all their expenses are paid for by the, by the trust as trust expenses. And for anybody else, you know, any health, wellness, or medical expenses are considered trust expenses in this trust, which are allowed. Now, let's so business trust. This involves the transfer of an ongoing business to a trust, also called an unincorporated business organization, a or pure trust or a constitutional trust. It gives the appearance that the taxpayer has given up control of his or her business. In reality, through trustees or other entities controlled by the taxpayer, he or she still runs the day-to-day activities and controls the business's income stream. Such arrangements provide no tax relief. The courts have held that the business income is taxable to the tr- taxpayer under a variety of legal concepts, including lack of economic substance, sham theory, assignment of income, or that the arrangement is a grantor trust. In some cases or in some circumstances, the trust could be viewed as a partnership. In our trust... We don't run any ongoing businesses through the trust. This trust cannot generate active business income. If it does, it will be taxable. This trust does not do that. So that is not applicable to this trust. Asset protection trust. These trusts are promoted as a means of avoiding liability for judgments against an individual or business. However, beware of any asset protection trust marketed as part of a package to reduce federal income tax or employment taxes. The the courts can ignore such uh, trusts and and order the taxpayer's property to be sold to satisfy the outstanding liabilities. All right, so listen. Any company, LLC, S-Corp, or C-Corp, can sell their assets to a trust. Now the trust can lease them back to the company, and this creates an expense for the for the for the company. It's very common accounting practice to do a lease-back strategy, and the, any any money that comes into the trust from the company uh, as a lease payment is passive income for the trust. And, be, and if it's declared an extraordinary dividend, it will not be considered a taxable event. All right. So this does offer asset protection, hundred percent. The spend-through provision is amazing for tax for asset protection. However. Uh, you know, the strategies that we use are completely in compliance with 643B and uh, therefore are not a sham trust. Anonymity. Trusts established to hide the true ownership of assets and income or to disguise the substance of financial transactions are consider- considered fraudulent trust. Well, this trust receives the I.N. number. Everything is fully disclosed to the IRS, so you're not hiding anything to the IRS, the trust is right there registered with them. The only difference is that this trust is not required to be registered with any state. So that gives a lot of anonymity, but it's not, uh, that's that's, uh, provided as an adjunct or or a consequence. It's not because it sets out to be an uh, an anonymous uh, trust. Okay. Trust allowed to run a business. The, univer- the Inter- Internal Revenue Code generally does not allow trusts to operate a trader business. The regulations require the trust operating a trader business be treated as either a corporation or a partnership if the grantor, beneficiary, or fiduciary materially participates in the op- operations or daily management of the business. If the go- grantor maintains control of the trust, then the grantor trust rules will apply and income and expenses of the business will be attributed directly to the grantor. Okay, well, in this trust, we don't run a business. It's not allowed to run a business right? So if it did, as the tax code says, any active business income would be taxable. This trust only, repeat, only deals with passive income only. Again, I said only five times there. Next, grantor is treated as owner. Grantor is treated as owner and therefore taxable on income generated by a trust where the grantor is considered the substantial owner or enjoys the benefits of the corpus or income from the trust. Well, in this trust it's a non-grantor trust. So the grantor resigns immediately after the creation of the trust is made and, and, and you are named as a trustee. So therefore it is not a grantor trust and none of the consequences of a grantor trust are applicable to this trust. Tax court. Trust created to avoid income tax. The tax other federal courts and bankruptcy courts have been virtually unanimous in finding for the service where ta- trusts are created to avoid income taxes. This trust is not created to avoid income tax. However, taxpayers do have the right to reduce, avoid, or minimize taxes by legitimate means. This is a legitimate trust, and there's legitimate tax strategies that allow um, taxpayers to reduce their taxes. It's not created to avoid income tax. And so here's some false claims you'll see in the IRS, IRS website that you can transfer your income into a trust, thus eliminating income tax Taxation on that income, they're citing Lucas versus Oral, which says that income remains taxable to the individual who earns it. Well, the spent of trust income is not transferred into the trust. However, the trust can create additional expenses for the company. And we already talked about this. The trust can can uh, take limited partnership uh, ownership of an LLC. Uh, and get paid for that it can be it can uh you know be the recipient of assets sold from a company and then the, the trust can lease those back thus generating lease income for the trust which is passive income and an additional um expense for the tr- for the uh, company but we don't no income is transferred into the trust false claim you will retain complete control of the, over your income and assets with the establishment of a trust truth under non-grantor trust arrangements you must give up significant control over income and assets a trustee is is designated to hold legal title to the trust assets to to exercise independent control over the trust and to manage the trust well The trustee is designated to hold legal title to assets in our trust. In fact, uh, you are the trustee. You are designated to hold legal title to the assets. You exercise control, and you manage the trust. So we are in complete uh, agreement with uh, the IRS. So basically, the conclusion is is that this non rantor irrevocable, irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trust is 100% in compliance with all applicable IRS codes and law. And I hope you can see now that all of those things that are mentioned in the IRS.gov's trust fraud section have to do with other trusts, not with this trust. This trust is 100% legal, and you will not get in trouble with this trust whatsoever. So, what I would encourage you to do is let's set up a day and time to speak about how this can help you protect your assets and substantially legally reduce your taxes. Okay, so all you have to do is just go to my calendar link. Calendly.com slash Don Thornton. My name is spelled D-O-H-N-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N slash 30 min If you go there, make an appointment, we can talk and do a Zoom on the phone, whatever is more convenient for you. And we can show you how this can transform your life as it's transformed mine and so many other clients that we have who recognize the brilliance and genius that this trust offers. I want to thank you again for paying attention to this video. I look forward to seeing you again next time.